Guys, I remember when I was studying for boards, it was one of the most stressful times of my life. It was incredibly difficult, and I felt like I was stuck in an abyss, not really being able to navigate myself through the process. Looking back, I wish I had some professionals, some people in my court to really help me, guide me, and make sure I had a plan in place, make sure that I was motivated, making sure I was staying on top of my studies. That's the real way to get your scores and ultimately allow yourself to have the best path moving forward. That's the best way to do it. And so I'm super excited to let you guys know that Med School Coach is coming over to MedFlashGo and our listeners to help them with this process. Med School Coach is a team of tutors that have scored higher than 260 on the USMLE, and they have a proven track record of helping students increase their scores. They help with the USMLE, they help with the Comlex, and I'm super excited to announce that they are offering our listeners 10% off on their custom tutoring package. So if you check out medschoolcoach.com slash MFG, that's medschoolcoach.com slash MFG, you will get 10% off your custom tutoring package, whether it's for the Comlex or the USMLE. So please take this opportunity to be one step closer to your dreams. Take this opportunity to reduce the stress, have a team in place, have a plan in place, and nail your exams so that you can be the doctor that you've always dreamed of becoming. Hey everyone, this is Sean. Welcome to the MedFlash Go question of the day. Today we have a multiple choice question. Which of the following drugs is most commonly associated with secondary interstitial pulmonary fibrosis? Is it going to be A, propafenone, B, sodalol, C, amlodipine, or D, amiodarone? And the answer is D, amiodarone. I'll quickly go through the classes of each of these drugs, just for a reminder. Propafenone is a sodium channel blocker. That's a class 1 antiarrhythmic. Sodalol is a uh, potassium channel blocker. That's class 3. And lodipine is dihydropyridine calcium channel blocker. That's a class 4. And then lastly, amiodarone is also a class 3, along with sodalol. And that's also a potassium channel blocker. Now, if you remember from uh, an earlier episode, a quick question, is amiodarone used to treat narrow complex tachy or wide complex tachycardia? Amiodarone is used for wide complex tachycardia and adenosine is the go-to for uh, the narrow complex, the SVTs. Now, Amiodarone can cause close to a dozen side effects, including pulmonary fibrosis. That's a big one. Another common complication is derangements in thyroid hormone. Amiodarone is an iodine analog. Uh, It's basically like a bolus of iodine. An analogy is kind of like how it's similar to some dermatology drugs uh, that are vitamin A analogs. And if you have too much vitamin A in your diet and you mix it with you know, these dermatology drugs, uh, it's bad news bears, like isoretinoin. Um, and this is how I look at amiodarone, right? So amiodarone is a ton of iodine, and your thyroid might like that at first, but gets sick of it pretty quickly. And in patients with long-term use of amiodarone, 
pulmonary fibrosis and hypo or hyperthyroidism, um, those issues can, can certainly ensue. Okay, quick summary here. Remember, amiodarone is class 3 potassium channel blocker. It is associated with secondary interstitial pulmonary fibrosis. Remember, it's used for that wide, complex tachy. And remember that it's like an iodine analog and can also harm the thyroid. All right, thank you so much for joining in today. Please stop by and listen to tomorrow's MedFlashGo question of the day. These questions are powered by MedFlashGo, the first voice-based interactive medical question bank currently available on Alexa. To get access to your first 50 free questions, go on to your Alexa application and search MedFlashGo in the skills section. To learn more details, go to medflashgo.com and check out our frequently asked questions section. These questions were creatively designed by medical students and physicians for the purpose of education and does not replace health information given from your health professionals. We have tried our best to make sure the information is accurate, so please let us know if you find any errors and we will be sure to correct them.